Broadway for Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. We all survived April Fool's Day. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, is it really April 2nd or is this uh, April Fool's that it's actually Stop April 1st? It. No? I don't you know. We don't do that. All right. <laughs> My name is James Marino from Broadway Radio and Broadway Stars. I uh, had... Uh, Two experiences at the theater, I know, down from my average over the weekend. Um, but I, but I, I went up to the 92nd Street Y uh, for a, a sensible Monday matinee and saw the Lyrics and Lyricist series um, performance of Sondheim Wordplay. And what a, an unbelievable cast. Um, it featured um, three men, three women. Uh, the men were Louis Cleal, Telly Leung, um, and um, uh, uh, Christopher, Christopher Fitzgerald. The women were Leslie Margarita, Lauren Warsham, and of course, my sentimental favorite, Melissa Errico. Um, and it was just so much fun. I, I mean, I, I did have a little bit of a problem with the fact that there was no Sweeney Todd at all in the entire show. I mean, a little priest, you're doing a show about Sondheim wordplay and you can't get little priest in there. But um, I got to tell you, I've never seen I didn't see Gentleman's Guide uh, on Broadway, I saw it on tour, and I so I'd never seen Lauren Warsham in person. And man, was she fantastic! She needs to. We need to get her back in something because she was amazing. And then I was in the front row. If people saw on Twitter or Instagram, I was in the I was in the very front row. Um, and at the end of the first act, Melissa Errico just sat on a stool and sang "Send in the Clowns." And if people know my history with uh, Melissa Errico, it was incredibly moving, and everybody was great. So. Um, this is lyrics and lyricists. This isn't something that's going to transfer or anything. But um, I, for anybody who got to see it because it closed yesterday, uh, I, I think it was a really special thing that we all saw. And I, it's not going to happen. I, I've not heard anything about this, but man, would that be a great album uh, if they ever did that one? So lyrics uh, and lyricists, uh, not going to transfer. Limited thing, Broadway HD. It's. Those are the type of things that would probably be a lot easier to do from a union standpoint, would probably be a lot easier to do um, in terms of a uh, financial standpoint. Not going to happen, obviously, but yeah. looking forward to that. That, that. They're looking forward. That could be a very, very good thing to do. And also, James, something I, I don't know how I missed this when I was putting together the this week's theatrical schedule. I mentioned that Kinky Boots is closing this week. I forgot that another best musical was closing this week. Uh, and that's the band's visit. I, it, it also closes on April 7th. So I apologize for missing that on Monday's show. Um, I was <laughs> walking by uh, the Barrymore yesterday and I was like, oh, crap, I did not <laughs> include that on the list. Um, so may I call them? It's uh, psychologically we're damning it. We're not, you can't be leaving us so soon. I, it, it's, it, it, is not, uh, it is not acceptable that Katrina Link will not be on Broadway uh, yes. after this weekend. So. That is ridiculous. Um, uh, and uh, a very, very quick update. How is your bracket? Um, it, it would have been much better if Duke had made it my two. Um, I have two of the final four teams in Texas Tech and Virginia. Uh, I, both of them are my finalists, so I still am doing pretty well. So as long as Texas Tech and Virginia make it to the national championship game, I'm in pretty good shape. I, I meant your Broadway bracket. Oh. oh, I didn't know there was a Broadway bracket. <laughs> All we right. should do that. We should do that next year, though. Uh, there is a website doing that. Um, Never mind, then. It, I, it's not Broadway World? I thought it was Broadway World had a uh, Broadway bracket. Not that I'm aware of, but 
could there's be like anything. Nine. There's thousands and thousands of things per day on Brother yeah. World. <laughs> Literally, that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> All right. First up in the news, the cast officially announced for La Flamingo Kid. Yeah, James, if you'll recall, a few weeks ago, we told you about some social media posts coming out of California that seemed to indicate the cast for the upcoming Hartford stage world premiere of this new musical. And those have now been confirmed and more. Uh, the new show directed by Darko Treznik will star Jimmy Brewer, uh, as well as Mark Kudish, Leslie Margarita, Adam Heller, Samantha Massell. Ben Fankhauser, Alex Weiss, Lindsey Brett Carruthers, and more. Some of those people were in those social media pictures. Some of them were not. Performances begin on May 9th and will run through June 9th as of now. That, of course, could extend. The show is based on the Gary Marshall-directed film from 1984 of the same name. And here's where it gets interesting. Speaking of uh, Lauren Warsham and Gentleman's Guide, it features a book and lyrics by Gentleman Guide, Gentleman's Guide Tony winner Robert L. Friedman and – a score by Grey Gardens and Warpaint composer Tony winner Scott Frankel. James, while this certainly isn't as well-known of a property as Beetlejuice or Tootsie, it deals with um, a Miami uh, cabana boy at a beach resort and stuff like that. Um, but this has been aiming for Broadway for years. We've been hearing about this one in the pipeline for a long time. So with a cast and a creative team like this, if things go well up in Hartford, like I would imagine that they'll be able to find enough money to make a move to Broadway, and maybe we'll have to send Natalie Nowak out to see it to uh, get an inside report on what people in New York can expect if it does eventually make a transfer. Yeah, absolutely. I've been encouraging Natalie to um, to attack this one as well. All right, so what do we have in our um, Broadway grosses? So it was another strong week for receipts on Broadway as two new productions joined the boards. However... Tootsie and Beetlejuice only played a pair of performances each, so it's not um, it's not like the main stem is 7.66% increase up to $36,822,965 was just because of those newly performing shows. However, both new musicals did have fairly strong starts. In its two shows, Beetlejuice grossed $332,000, while Tootsie came in at nearly $355,000. Obviously, it's hard to judge off of you know the first two performances for any show um, whether or not it's going to be a hit or not but those are really strong starts uh for each that would put both of them above 1.3 1.4 million dollars um if their per show halls were extrapolated to an eight show week so we'll have to see in the coming weeks if they're able to keep those numbers up another show early in previews Hades Town had the biggest jump of the week but of course it went from two to eight performances the show picked up approaching half a million dollars and came in at just under 735k for the week cursed child was next on the growth chart as it moved back to eight performances it had been at six the week before it was back up to almost 1,826,000 Hamilton rebounded after an Edgeham week, and then we saw Ain't Too Proud and To Kill a Mockingbird add more than $200,000 last week, I guess just on the strength of more tourists in town. I mean, Ain't Too Proud is still, I guess, coming off of maybe some some critics were, were still in there, uh, second night critics were still in there, but um, very good shows for – or very good um, grosses for shows that are still, uh, you know – this season, but aren't necessarily in the opening part of their schedule anymore. Now, despite its fantastic reviews and six-week extension, what the Constitution means to me had the biggest decline of the frame, dropping almost $111,000 during its opening week. So you can 
kind of understand that, but um, that big of a drop pushed it down to just $276,611 coming at the bottom of the grosses ladder, James. Now, Hamilton led the way, of course, at $3,237,555, followed by the Lion King at $2.16 million, Wicked at $1.9, Cursed Childs, Kill a Mockingbird, Aladdin, Dear Evan Hansen, Frozen, Ain't Too Proud, Mean Girls, Phantom, The Book of Mormon, Network, and Seven Shows, Kinky Boots, Come From Away, and Anastasia in its final week on the boards, all over $1 million. Now, Anastasia brought in $1,012,316 as it closed its Broadway run, and rumor has it that following the show's final performance on Sunday, Christy Altamar signed autographs at the stage door, and this is honestly what the rumor is. This is not me trying to be funny and exaggerating. The rumor is that she signed autographs at the stage door for more than five hours, James, and it really is obnoxious that Christy seems to be as perfect and lovely uh, in real life as she uh, appears to be on social media and in interviews and stuff because uh, that show has such devoted fans. I'm sure it meant the world to them that she took all that time when she could have been at a closing party or something. But anyway, our dear bubble shows James Beautiful dipped a bit to 591000 the prom held steady at 580,000, um, as did Be More Chill at 713k, Waitress at uh, 716k, My Fair Lady at 747,000, Sexy Oklahoma was over capacity, but only at 70, uh, 72% of its gross potential at $527,000 in the smaller circle in the square theater. So James, as, as more show, shows get, you know, everything's pretty much uh, in previews now. Um, uh, all My Sons starts later this week, but for the most part, everything is up and running. Um, some of them are still adding performances, so it'll be interesting to see how the longer-running shows, whether that's from previous seasons or the fall or whatever, do as tourists come into town and whether they'll go back to them or they'll still have some buzz to get people in the houses or if some of those older things get drowned out by the new shows. But um, summer is coming, and it'll just be uh, interesting to see how many of these things that are – not doing great um, can make it into summer and through summer. But at, at this point, James, I don't, I, I don't see anything that is eminently closing as far as I can tell. Hmm. Um, everything is up and running, but we still have 10 openings left. We have uh, King Lear opening, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Burn This, Hadestown, Hillary and Clinton, Gary, All My Sons, Tootsie Inc., and Beetlejuice still left. So while uh, things, uh, we are far from, um, far from the, the picture becoming very clear as to what's going to happen at the end of April. And and far from the home I know or love. Damn it. <laughs> Screwed up that Fiddler lyric because I'm so used to hearing it in Yiddish now that I Yeah. Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we have in the recommendation section? Well, um, I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, MCC's miscast happened last night. So you will probably see some social media videos of the performances there um, already on Twitter and Instagram and everything, but they do a fantastic job of getting these videos out. They usually let them trickle out over the the next few weeks, but there were some great things um, that I've seen already. Um, Four of the women from Mean Girls did a Jersey Boys medley. Um, We saw Karen Olivo and Jennifer Nettles sing together. Uh, Also saw um, Beth Level 
sing Old Man River, um, which I'm sure I've only seen clips, but I'm sure it was fantastic. So keep your eyes out for those. And then also uh, um, uh, Jessica Dershowitz from Entertainment Weekly did a great explainer um, about the 10 Broadway stars who are appearing in Fosse Verdon from Kelly Barrett as Le- uh, Liza Minnelli, Ethan Slater as Joel Gray, Laura Osnes as Shirley MacLaine, uh, Norbert Leo Butts, who is unrecognizable as Patty Chayefsky, uh, Bianca Marquin, um, Byron Jennings, and more. So we'll have that complete list. And she does a good job of just explaining who those people are historically that they're playing. So, uh, so check that out as that show uh, gets ready to premiere um, on FX uh, here in the next coming days. All right. And what do we have in other news? Well, not a ton, um, James, because I think people were trying to avoid making announcements yesterday just in case they got confused for April Fool's Day jokes. Um, anyway, what we do know is that John Leguizamo's Latin History for Morons announced that it will embark on a North American tour that will kick off from Harlem's historic Apollo Theater on June 20th and, and will then play Atlanta, Dallas, Durham, Hartford, Miami, Minneapolis, Philadelphia, and San Antonio. Pre-sale for the Apollo engagement will begin today at 10 a.m. New York time. It will go on sale to the public on Friday. Um, LatinHistoryOnTour.com is where you can get all of the pre-sale uh, information and more details about each of the tour stops. But um, this one was on PBS, James, so I'm interested to see if that ends up um, having any kind of impact on whether or not people want to come out and see this. Um, but I also would imagine that John Leguizamo has – had plenty more to write about since it ended up closing up shop uh, on Broadway a year or so ago. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Tonight, I'm going to the very first preview of the Manhattan Theater Club's production of Inc., so follow along with that. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. And Matt is going to be with you alone tomorrow, and I'll be back on Thursday, and we'll talk to you then. 